welcome to Duality. I'm your host, Ash. And today's topic is the transition from knowing better to doing better. Almost forgot it for a second, <laughs> but it came right back, so we're good. Um, happy New Year to everybody. You know, this is the first official podcast of the new year. And I'm happy to be with you guys and do the thing that we do almost every week. So, yeah. Um, first and foremost, I want to give acknowledgments to what today means to me. And um, today is my father's birthday and my friend Lamar's birthday. And they are both in spirit. And I just want to, you know, give them that acknowledgement and send them that love and to any of my family members and Lamar's family members and friends and my dad's friends as well, you know, just putting, sending love out there for each and every one of us, you know, grief is an interesting thing and um, shows up in different ways. And I hope that today we can all find reasons to celebrate their life and, you know, um, be grateful, <coughs> excuse me, um, be grateful to have known such incredible people you know with uh an amazing amount of integrity and beauty and impact on those people that were around them you know so I want to start off with that and I also wanted to start off with two quotes from them directly um so something my dad used to say all the time is nothing good is ever easy and whatever easy is usually not good and you know my father had passed away when I was 17 so like you could imagine those 17 years, him saying those words. I didn't always take it <laughs> like I didn't always understand it. You know what I mean? And then you hit a certain age where you start realizing not only do you understand the things that your parents or guardians have shared with you, <laughs> but like you start saying them. And that's something that I do say a lot. So it's um something that I feel like is also important on this topic, because when you're transitioning from knowing better to doing better you have to accept the fact that it's it's not going to be easy you know what I mean it might be easeful it might get you know um a little bit more easier than not doing the things that you know for your mental but usually physically even mentally you know it could still be difficult because you have to go against those obstacles of comfort that you've conformed to in order to, like, cope with the not doing, right? You know, it's like, for example, there's, like, okay, I know that I should be eating better, right? Or you know that you should be um, being more financially disciplined or, you know, listening more, being more present, being more attentive, but then when you ha when you know that like you know better right so when you're not doing better you kind of walk around with this guilt or shame that you're not doing better because you already know that you should be right but then there's also that grace period like and I want to give space for that grace in between like you know actually getting able to do because if we know something but we're not doing it it's it's usually based out of fear it's usually based out of survival so I don't think that that's something we should have shame around. You know, I think there's a fine line between discipline and compassion. 
even though compassion could have discipline within it, depending on your perspective of that word. But just holding yourself accountable, like discipline, I read somewhere, discipline is self-love in motion, right? And um, I truly believe that. Like, I truly believe that. When you, when you like, just finished work and you just want to lay home and, like, veg out, but you, like, push yourself and you go to the gym or you push yourself and you make food instead of ordering out. Like, you feel better. Like, it feels good to honor your own word, to, you know, just follow through because you know better, right? Like, you know you shouldn't be spending certain money, right? Or you know you shouldn't be eating certain food. So when you make it yourself, like, you know what ingredients you're putting in, you know how it's cooked, and you know, like, the energy that you're also putting into that. Because I think that that's a really important ingredient in anything that you're making. Consuming, whether it's tea, whether it's food, whether it's a smoothie, like, putting in... the energy that you have while you're putting in is important. I think that if you're arguing or in a not-so-great mood, maybe don't cook in that moment. Take a moment to sit with that feeling and then go back into it because you don't want to cook that into that. You don't want to have, like, you know, eggs with a side of hate. You know, you don't want to have a smoothie with a a pinch of jealousy. You know, it's like, it's an opportunity to sit with that, right? So I'll leave that there. And, um... Yeah, you know, it's just that acknowledgement. Like, it's a journey to transition from knowing better to doing better. And something else, um, another quote that I want to read from Lamar. So um, after Lamar had passed, I I was in school with him. So I had taken, um, I think it was like a few days after, maybe even like the day or two after when I went back to school, I opened up one of his notebooks, kind of like what I do with these books when it's like, uh, like one of the quote books that I have when I use it kind of like an oracle deck right I didn't think of it at the time like that but in hindsight it's kind of what I did right and I opened it up I just opened up to a page and I read in his journal he was like answering a question um, in school and one of his answers was knowing something and not applying it is a waste of knowledge and willing and not doing anything about it is a waste of talent. And that's what I chose to have gotten. I have that tattooed on my leg and um, I have it facing towards me because that's something that's a, it's a reminder of, of many different things. And um, it kind of like kicks me in the ass. You know, it's one of those things that I just like when I, in a good way, you know, like I, I'll, I'll read it, you know, I'll uh, like when I'm sad, if I'm like holding on to my, my knees and I'm just like, you know, in a really not so great way, like that's there staring me in the face. And it's like, well, are you applying your knowledge? You know, are you, are you willing to give your talent to the world? You know, and Sometimes I need that, like, that tough love. And to, to have those messages, you know, from from my father, those messages from my friend Lamar and, like, and from other people who have passed, like, when they ring in my head, I, I, I take it very seriously because I know if I'm thinking of that, that it's, it's applying to some kind of situation around me, whether it's for me or whether it's for someone else, to say, to acknowledge, to speak into existence, right? And, um... And that's something that, you know, the word legacy has been coming up a lot recently. And in that, I feel like when we think of legacy, we think about, like, what are you leaving behind? You know, um, what did you do that you're leaving behind? What did you do that you're leaving behind for for your kin, right? So are you 
uh, do you, are you leaving a house? Are you leaving cars? Are you leaving a business? Are you leaving like financial freedom? You know, and all of those things are, are important, you know, and it's, and it's, and those are great goals to strive to, um, to provide for yourself and for your family. Simultaneously, I think that it's also a big thing to acknowledge in the process of um, sitting with the word legacy. The words that you say to people while you're alive will echo for, through, for many years after you pass. So being mindful of what you say and knowing the impact that it may have on others, you know, and that, that applies to good things, that applies to not so good things. You know, it's just another reason for us to to pause and to think about how we speak to people. And I know I need to do it for myself, too, because I'm a human, you know, and there's sometimes that I'm going to get mad and I'm going to say some shit that, you know, maybe I don't mean, maybe I do mean, maybe I could have said it better. And... um you know, and then also just like acknowledging that and then, you know, when it comes time, like telling people that you appreciate them, like choosing to something my mom keeps on bringing up to me is like uh, she watches TV show and there's like a part of it where there is um, someone had passed away. It was like a, a, wo a woman's roommate had passed away and she found out all of these things about him after he was passed. Like she didn't even know him when he was alive and she thought she did because that's her roommate like she knew personal details about him like when he brushed his teeth what he liked to eat things like that but didn't know like the still personal but like more outer outer house kind of version of them you know or the past version of them and um and I think that that's something to just remember um to inquire on those that you love you know inquire on those that you share space with like ask them What's your favorite color? You know, like what what is what is your favorite, you know, thing to eat? You know, what is your favorite weather? Like even if it seems like small talk, it, it's it's something that builds. You're you're getting to know people for their for their surface level. Not everyone's ready to go to the depths. Not everyone's ready to tell you what their serious trauma is, you know, or what you know, keeps them up at night or what they want in a person. Not everyone has it's not accessible for everyone when you ask them those questions. So you can try to learn more about people, even in, in simple ways. And I think that that's important. And I just want to acknowledge that as well in this pod, because it's something that keeps coming up. It's like a, it's, it's something that comes up in a lot of different spaces recently. So I just want to acknowledge that, you know, tell the people that you love, that you love them while they're alive. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's 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 not only for for you, but it's it's for them to know that you know you don't know how that can make a difference to a person, and also it's going to save you a lot of grief and guilt, you know, if they do happen to you know God forbid pass before you, you know, it's just it's life. People live, they die. Um, but yeah, like so transitioning from from knowing better to doing better, like all of this stuff can apply because it's like if you know that people lie, right? and you want to tell someone something, then maybe do better. Maybe it's the time to like cr like cross over that bridge and, and, um, and say those things that you have been having on your mind for a long time, you know, and find the words for it. Maybe write it down first, you know. Maybe you don't even need to tell them directly. Maybe you need to just write it down and burn it because it depends on the situation. You can't always have communication with the people that you wish to. You know, and um, 
it's it's just about also knowing better and doing better because sometimes we do have communication with people that we might not be so it might not be as beneficial for us to actually communicate with them you know there's different circumstances in life and it's up to you to use your discernment to see where any of this fits right so it's like how how do you find that you know how do you find that that motivation and or what is the bridge like what is the gap how can you fill the gap between knowing better and doing better I mean for myself like I feel like I come across this every so often I mean all the time don't get me wrong of course like you know we always have to think about applying our knowledge into doing things right and to actually putting action into it but I feel like there's been like that I can recall like a handful of times where it's been like so loud at me where it's like nah like you need to do better and you know that like you know that like you need to do better it's not it's like it's that call to evolution you know it's like why are you gonna sit here and hoard your knowledge when there's a whole bunch of people outside of you and the person within you that can benefit from you sharing that you know that can benefit from you putting action towards the things that are within you you know and I think that that looks different to everybody at different times like I know for myself like I could be really hard on myself in my head and that doesn't really help like to be honest like it doesn't um (laughs) if I hold myself accountable and kind of a sarcastic tone in my head I think that helps a little better than when I just like beat myself up for not doing the things that I said that I wanted to do because I think it's also about only only committing to things outside of your head that you know you are ready to commit to, you know, such as like if 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 you feel like you can't follow through with your word, then don't speak it. You know, that's been a lesson that I've been really like sitting with for the past like year and a half, two years, like something that my elder had taught me. And like he he was just like. You know, you got you have to you have to follow through with your word, not only for the people, but you got to do it for yourself, because that's the only way that you will build trust for yourself. If you don't follow through with your own word, if you're like, hey, I'm going to go to to meet up with you at the store and you don't do that, like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to wake up and I'm going to cook breakfast and you don't do that. And you keep having that dialogue where you're saying that and you're not doing that you're not building trust with yourself because now yourself, you don't trust yourself, you know, like you can look at it like, um, like child psychology, right? With children, children build trust when, when you follow through, if you're like, Hey, yeah, we're going to play tomorrow. And then you don't play with them tomorrow. After a certain amount of time, they're going to expect you to not. So then that's going to bring a dissonance and that's going to make a distrust. And sometimes we don't realize it. You know, sometimes we don't realize that we, aren't trusting people sometimes we don't realize that we're just like "Mm, I don't know like maybe you might not take someone so seriously you know but like if you take a step back you realize that you're not trusting them when you unpack why you're not trusting them nine times out of ten it's going to lead because they didn't follow up with their word there's something that they said that they didn't fulfill you know and the listen we can't always follow our word all the time like there's certain circumstances that things have to change but communicate you know if you say you're going to be at a place at two o'clock but you got stuck in traffic or something happened or whatever the case is just communicate like don't wait till the last minute like if you see that it's to uh, a 159 you know or like 150 and you know you're 20 30 minutes away like shoot
shoot a text, you know, or, you know, maybe make a call rather because you're driving, you know, or if, if you are driving. And, you know, just just building communication and understanding that harboring that is only going to cause more shame within yourself. And I feel like that's why people ghost people, right? Because they either can't fulfill a commitment that they want to do and then they feel ashamed so then they don't respond and then they avoid the person because they don't feel comfortable enough to maybe maybe they don't have a tool maybe they haven't cultivated that tool within themselves and i know it can be very frustrating as the person who either gets ghosted or like you know just gets um evaded or whatever the case is you know because it's like you're sitting there kind of like waiting you know like okay am i supposed to do this like okay i move things in my schedule around and or like okay um i had this expectation you know whatever the case was or i i blocked out this certain amount of time to have this phone call whatever the case is and then when you get left with no um reason i know for myself because of the way that my traumas have happened in my life my brain goes to the worst thing first so like the best thing anyone could do i know for me is just communicate like even if you can't do something like i won't be mad like i i would really prefer to just know because if you don't then my brain is now like oh my god are you okay like fuck whatever we had planned are you okay? Like, did something happen? Like, so I constantly have had to like work on my own reaction. Um, my dysregulation that happens within my body and my brain, because it's like, it, it, it's that fear, you know? And that's why, and I've talked about this on the podcast a few times. Like, that's why I have, um, in the past answered every phone call like I would be in the middle of a meeting in the middle of doing something in the middle of working whatever the case is and if somebody called me anyone called me I would answer even if, if I was just like hey everything is okay can I call you back like and I've only in the more recent years have been able to like let my let it go to voicemail you know um because I realized that, once again, it's not my responsibility to mother everyone. And if I answer the phone, that doesn't always mean that, like, even if God forbid something's happened, like, doesn't always mean that that's going to change it. So, like, I had to unpack that within myself. But I know that there's a lot of other people out there that are like me, you know, that have that kind of experience where, um, you know, it just... It, it it sits in a in a in a nervous way rather than an angry way like I don't really get angry I might get annoyed but like I'll get over it like just tell me like boom can't do that you know and it's like and I'm listen I'm absolutely guilty of saying that I'm gonna do things and not doing them the best thing that I can do is tell the person if anyone else is involved like hey like sorry can't get this done hey sorry like won't be able to do that like even if it's not a big deal, even if it's simply like, oh, like, you know, maybe I'll see you, even if it's a maybe, then I'll still, I'll still provide that, you know, just because, um, I don't need you to have your mind pondering if it is, if it isn't, that's good, you know, then it didn't bother you in general, but I'm, I don't want to be that triggered at anybody, you know, so that's my version of, of knowing better and, and doing better and applying it, right, when it comes to the communication, when it comes to, um, lack of communication because you know i i definitely have have done that in the past where it's like i felt like mm, i don't know how to go about this so i'm just not going to say anything you know um 
so I understand and I can empathize with that. I think that it's just like a personal journey for us, you know, with, with that aspect. Like everyone has the ability to overextend. Everyone has the ability to, to recluse, you know. And um, I feel like depending on what it is, it sometimes people are afraid to speak of fear the consequences. That's absolutely true. And like I know that, that that applies to a lot of people and that's for most people that choose to not say something. It's like, fear of that abandonment fear of um not being liked fear of being misunderstood you know because it's like if you say something there could be um an undesirable response you know but I also feel like for um I rather get an undesirable response personally than um than not give a person the opportunity to have a space to respond you know, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, just like creating the platform where it's like, I think that that's what it's all about with humans. Like, in my opinion, it's just like creating safe spaces to say things and to not say things, right? There's a time and space to not say things. Sometimes we'd be talking too much. Like, I know that. <laughs> and um, sometimes we don't be talking enough. Like, we don't say everything that we wish to say, you know, and I think that there, it looks different for everyone. And the only person who could ever truly know what is enough and what isn't is yourself, you know, like getting really honest with yourself, getting really transparent. Like you don't have to be brutal about it, but just being really transparent. Like, could I have said something, you know, okay, next time I'll make sure I can apply that. If maybe say something, maybe say something white, maybe don't say something at all, maybe moving on and bringing that into the next opportunity where it applies, you know, is, is also important. And just like, you know, like I said, just finding what that looks like for you, because it's, it's going to look different, not only for you in comparison to everyone else, but it's going to look different for you at different times of your life. There's going to be times where you need to be like really um, gentle with yourself. And there's other times where you're going to need to apply pressure and you're going to need to, you know, give yourself a little bit of tough love, you know, cut the excuses out and just like do it. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> something that I think is really interesting. I um, recently bought something from Nike and I was going to buy this hat. And, you know, I still might. I, I still might. But I just couldn't get myself to, to pay the amount that they was they was wanting. If I get a coupon or a discount or something, they'll do that. But it's like a little dad hat, and it just says, just do it. And I feel like that's just the energy of, like, for me right now, like, it's just, like, a just do it thing. Like, I've been gentle with myself. Now I need to just do it, you know? And it's like, that's a really fucking great slogan. They knew what they were doing. They did the right thing. Like, yo, it's a check. It all makes sense, right? You put a check mark for things that you completed, right? And then your slogan is just do it. Like, that's fire. Like, whoever created that, like, they did – they, they knew what they were doing because, like, this is something that's speaking not only to your conscious but to your subconscious, right? Sometimes pe people say, like, just do it, and it can be triggering. And it's like, but you don't understand. I can't just do it. I understand that. Like, as a person who has multiple different things, but especially, like, um, navigating multiple different things, like, I, I have ADHD, and, like, something that comes with ADHD a lot of times is executive dysfunction. And you know, people in my whole life have been like, just do it. Like, just, just do it. Like, why, why can't you do this thing? Like this task, it'll be like as simple as like washing three dishes in the sink that I left or like whatever the case was, like just something simple. 
but there are certain times where like my my brain is just like operating in a space where it's like it just can't like it just can't like as much as I love to be like a just do it person all the time like I literally can't be with that when it comes to that direct task but what I can just do there's always something I can just do and in that moment it might not look like the way the person wanted me to get up and to do that or to do whatever it is or even myself to get up and to do that it might the just doing might be like okay just just do it just self-soothe right now you know just give yourself the space to do nothing for five minutes and then you can do whatever it is that you have like a mental dread on you know just go take a shower and refresh yourself so that you can kind of like start fresh again you know there is always an action there's an action in action there's an action in inaction you know it's just about surrendering surrendering to your expectation of what you think you need to be doing in the moment we want to do things so fast like that's another thing my dad used to say all the time like young people you guys think you're gonna get everything figured out and do everything so fast and do it differently than everybody else and then you get older and you realize that everybody isn't so different and good things take time and you have to build them slowly and shit like you know I, I have to say like that's something I've been integrating I'd say like the end of 2021 like like mid 2021 like to now like I've actually accepted that as a reality like as a young human you know I who's getting a little bit older <laughs> and and maturing in her own right in her own way um I understand that like I really do because everything that I thought that I wanted to have like that I thought I could do like super fast like even if it's done super fast, like sometimes it's exactly what it needs to be. You know, that's also one of the, the super powers of ADHD, like always having like a, a project due the next day, doing it like the hour before I need to wake up and like it being like incredible. Right. But then there's also like you can't live like that all the time. You get burnt out. You can't just live on a reserve. Right. Like you can't just be like, OK, I got this full tank. Or I got this empty tank, but it's okay because I got the reserve tank, so I'm going to use that. Like, you keep doing that, and your car is going to be like, what the fuck, you know? Like, fuck you, put gas in me. Like, you have money for this and that. Like, put gas in me. Like, prioritize me, right? Same thing happens with our body. Same thing happens with our mind. It's like, prioritize me. Like, give me fuel. And um, don't wait till you're about to be burnt out to go full throttle, you know? And um, that's just something I've been saying with and, like, just working on different projects revisiting different projects you know um we're coming to we're at the end of uh retrograde and retrograde has certainly been retrograding and um in that time it's all about the re's right so i've been reevaluating, um like reintroducing different things that i've different projects i've put aside you know like now is the time for for me to kind of see what what resonates still like do I want to pursue this do I feel good about that or you know or not so much like what do I want to continue to apply and what do I want to let go of you know and that's kind of been like where I'm at with my own process of like knowing into doing better is like okay like that's great that you know or have an understanding rather of all of these different things you know, but what, what do you want to do with it? Like, where do you want to go with it? You know, you have this vision, this thought, like all of these different things that you want to pursue. 
and be way too overwhelmed to actually ground them in reality because, you know, life goes on. There's a lot of other factors, right? Everyone has to eat. Everyone has bills to pay. There's different things that go on, uh, different circumstances, different situations, relationships, friendships, jobs. Like, there's all these different things that happen that factor into our life. Like, where we might have had this goal, you know, or we might have many goals, and we weren't able to achieve it because life was life in, you know? So... A, feel guilty about it, stay in the same cycle, continue to have shame and guilt of the things that you want to do but feel like you can't do, get triggered by everyone who is doing anything remotely similar, and continue the cycle of self-hate and bashing and feeling unworthy or taking what you know, learning it as an experience, you know, option B, and like, starting to apply even if that looks like small steps like something that's been a really big integration of mine in the more recent months has been like I don't have to wait for another trauma to happen for me to start living my life like I don't want to wait for someone else to pass something else to happen something like some kind of like break of something for me to then respond and react and then start doing things because of that like Yes, we're human and we naturally do that, but that's not always what we need, you know what I mean, to actually pursue what we think. Sometimes we get so used to, if you have a lot of different traumas that have happened where you've had glow-ups from, sometimes you get so accustomed to it. It's almost like, you know, okay, yeah, like, okay, well, once this happens, then I know I'm going to, like, show up for myself. But it, but I just want to invite you, um, as I'm inviting myself, you know, to just think a little differently and knowing that, I can be the catalyst, you know, like I can, I can be, I can also be the starter. I can be the, um, the ignition, you know, to begin the new chapters that I want to without that response factor. You know, you can, you can decide, you can decide that you want to do that. And, um, and you can, I mean, if, if you need to, you know, take, take, a an aspect of, like, okay, I'm going to um, take from my past to fuel my future. You definitely could do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, something I've also been sitting with is, like, if we're not fueled by, uh, like, passion. Passion comes from many spectrums, right? It comes from love. Passion could also come from anger, you know? Um, different things inspire different things, right? And... You, one is not like greater than the other and I feel like I was looking at anger being the catalyst or my passion as not as good as like my happiness and love being my passion even though my anger does usually get rooted in love when I am moving forward in things um at least at this point of my life I've been able to like sit with that and assess it in that way but I'm once again I'm human like when you get angry like your IQ literally lowers so sometimes you're just not in the best state of mind and you know you're not um influencing things the way you'd like to in your life so it's I feel like it's once again just about surrendering to where you're at but if you need to get angry in order to like go and work out or go and take that walk or go and do that like I would just say, you know, maybe maybe listen to a song that makes you angry. Maybe not. Maybe stay away from people because, you know, you also don't want to affect other people with your process. I know recently I've been very raw. 
and I've been very like sensitive. I mean, I'm always sensitive, but like uh, extra sensitive recently. And um, in that space, like I don't really want to be around people. Like and 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 like I love y'all and I love people. You know what I'm saying? But like I'm so raw that like everything anyone's saying is like bothering me. So when I'm in that space, I know to step back because I don't want to sit there. And be bothered by something that's really not that big of a deal that you're saying that's really not that big of a deal. Like, on a regular day, it wouldn't really affect me like that. I'm just, it's like everything is nails on a chalkboard right now. So I need to, like, put my noise-canceling headphones on and go inward and 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 understand why, um, how I can um, rejuvenate and recalibrate myself from the inside out because not, no one outside of me is going to help that. Like, no one outside of me is going to help that. That is just a, a, a reality, you know, like people can love me. People can can put ointment on me and like and, and, and pray and all of that can help. But if the infection is coming from the inside, it's only going to do so much. You know, I have to actively choose to not want to have that within me anymore, you know, and that's also accepting the fact that something outside of me or something within me, something within me allowed something outside of me to have this reaction, right? And it's, and once again, it's not about shame or guilt. It's about just accountability. It's like, oh, okay, boom. Like, okay, I'm going to learn from that, though. I'm going to learn from this experience, and not only, uh, like, the person I am, like, I'm going to learn from this experience, and I'm also going to share it so that anybody else that may be enduring this experience can also find uh, help and safety in knowing how to navigate that if they might not have, just like the people who have done that with me. You know, the people who have shared certain information with me that made me able to take that inward and apply it, you know, to help myself. Because that's the best thing that you could do. What do they say? Like, give a man a fish and he'll come to you forever, but teach him how to fish and he'll be like sovereign, some shit like that. You know, that shit, you know, teach people how to fish. You know, don't hoard the knowledge of fishing thinking that they're going to catch more fish than you. Let them eat. There's plenty of fish in the sea, you know? Like, let them eat just as you eat. Y'all are going to have two different styles of fishing. I'm going to tell you this a million times if you listen to this podcast. Like, competition is an illusion. It's, 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 a, it's an insecure my, uh, construct, like, essentially built to keep us separated and segregated. Like, Fuck that. Respectfully. Like, we don't need to carry that way of thinking. We don't. Like, we don't need to continue to think like, oh, okay, like, this person does the same thing I do. They're my enemy now. Like, no. Like, you're doing it the what you're doing the way you're doing it. You're doing what they're doing the way they're doing it. Like, shout out to all the, the incredible people in my life that have always echoed that. And shout out to especially the women in my life that have, like, because it, it, it's something that, you know, I'm sure men have it in their own right and in their own space, but I'm not a man, so I can't speak on that. I can speak as a woman. There is so much competition that happens in just looks alone, nonetheless actions, nonetheless professions. Like, there is so much uh, deep-seated conscious and subconscious competition that shows up in, in uh, feminine spaces. And I'm so grateful to have such incredible and empowering women around me that I've literally prayed for, you know, 
to to not only help me see my own greatness trust me to show the same thing to them and then also teach me as I teach them and us show each other the different maybe the blind spots or help enhance the things that we already know whether it's it's people that that do podcasts as well that, that I do people that do skincare things that I do or energy healing things that I do like card it's like it's so I I have a woman for each area and I'm so grateful for that. So I just want to give acknowledgement because y'all know exactly who you are. And um, and I just want to give like extra love for you guys because that's not it's not a simple task. Because the thing that people don't talk about is that when you, you're not innately that way, it takes a lot of work to get that way. You're not innately just not competitive. You're not innately just not like um, constantly comparing yourselves like. You have to work and remind yourself of your own individuality, yet your collaborative nature, yet your medicine, your differences, and 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 the things that are like what works and what doesn't work, and build on your own confidence in order to be a person. A person who doesn't have confidence within themselves will will not be able to provide that same platform. You know, like you have to have some sense of confidence in order to be like, I have the same thing that you have. And I'm not intimidated by you. In fact, I love that you have that because now I can buy that off you when I don't want to use my own shit. Because sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you need something fresh. Like, I, I, I used to, every time I walked into the deli when I was younger, I used to buy a different drink. I used to go into the deli and I would buy a different drink. Because I, I just, I wanted something like a palate refresher. You know what I'm saying? Palate cleanse. Like, what does this taste like? I've went through many different Arizonas before. <laughs> they go and do many different drinks because uh, anyone that have like a lot of different flavors, like I would try. And sometimes I didn't like them, and sometimes I love them. But and then there was always the ones that I had like staples. I always go back to like you know my raspberry staple is always a staple. You know the 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 Arnold Palmer is always a staple. The the Yin Yang uh, white and black tea Arizona is always a staple. Like. No matter how health conscious I get, like there's some days where that dollar Arizona, it's just it just hits. Listen, I'm from New York. This is just what we do. It's what we were raised in, seeing and having. You know, getting our bagel in Arizona. There's always gonna be a part of me that is going to feel like I need that every once in a while. You know, and as a person who sips on natural tea all day long, you know, um, balance. Right, that's what we're here to talk about. I feel like. Once again, knowing better into doing better. Oh, my God. There is another overwhelm that comes with that. Like, as a person who used to be entirely vegan, I've been, like, raw vegan for a little bit, um, vegetarian on and off for years, like, just very health conscious in a lot of different ways, mental, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Um, I realized that I, I hit a plateau um, probably like two years ago, I'd say like 2021, like, yeah, like 2020 going into 2021, given circumstances of the world, but also like, I think I just hit a mental plateau because it's like when you sit there and you do research on food and consumption and products and toxicity and carcinogenic carcinogens and all of these different, um, things that we consume that uh, are very like toxic to, um, our bodies and unnatural, foreign, synthetic, GMO, all the shit, right? You, it's a rabbit hole, man. And you got to hold on tight and you got to just keep your feet on the floor because there's going to be sometimes that you can 
find that accessibility to things and there's going to be a, a lot of times that you can't you know and I think that I got so overwhelmed with like reading every ingredient and and making sure I hit the farmer's market every Saturday and like making sure that I had a certain amount of things at a certain amount of time. It's like I always said this, you need to have either time or you need to have money in order to truly eat clean all the time. Now, if you have a little bit of each or you don't have a little bit of each, like there's still ways. It's just might not be all the time. That's just a realistic statement. Like, and I feel like, you know, I knew better and I was doing better for a, a while with that, but it was like such an extreme. Like it was like such an extreme where I just wouldn't consume things that were like anything, anything other than like the the things I knew to be good for me, which is which is commendable, discipline, great, cool, awesome, you know. Um, but then, at, like, I hit a plateau when I was working. When I was working three jobs, I was like. Uh, at the time, the person that I was dating was, like, just not eating well. And um, it was just, like, constantly ordering uh, takeout, take you know. And I didn't want to fucking cook. Like, I was working three jobs. I was like, you know what? That Subway sandwich sounds real good right now. You know what? Like, that that sounds real good right now. That that sounds real good right now. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I, I just got comfortable. I got comfortable with no longer cooking. I also think that I had this like weird thing with cooking where it was like once I had an experience where like I used to cook f for like uh, not only myself but like people that I dated and then like I had this weird relation with that and like um, it was just a combination of things between like people I dated, sexuality, like um heteronormative like uh what's the what is it the the like binary conforming shit you know what I mean like I think all that in my brain I was like fuck that I'm not cooking for nobody no more and it was like especially especially like um like sorry but the truth is like especially men like I was like I'm not cooking for men anymore I don't want to cook for men anymore. And then I was dating a man at the time. So, like, I was like, I don't want to do this, you know. And then, but that, but I was spiting myself because I wasn't cooking for myself either. Like, I went from, I just didn't want to be in the kitchen anymore. It also, I was just working all the time. Like, I didn't want to be in the kitchen and I didn't want, like, it was just a reaction, you know. And, like, right now, I'm, I'm focusing on cooking for myself and the people around me don't worry if you're a man I can still cook for you it's fine like it's not like that anymore also not in a relationship with a man so it's a different situation but like it's um it's it's interesting to look back into seeing like how extreme I was with with certain things and then um how different circumstances changed that and then how I got comfortable, even though I knew better, I couldn't do better because I, I didn't have, it wasn't accessible to me. I didn't have the energy for it. I was so burnt out all the time. I didn't have the energy to do the things that I, e that I even wanted to do for myself, you know? So I think that's also a big thing when it comes to this topic is like, just being honest with yourself. Like what amount of burnout are you at? I'm gonna take a pause. Cause I want to drink some of this tea before it's cold. And I've been chatting. But this tea is so good. I'm going to plug this tea company in. Like, this is no paid promo or anything, but this is just something I feel to do because this is one of my favorite teas that I've ever had. I've been drinking it for years. Shout out to Zen Trading Post um, for, per for 
acquiring them. It's called the Native American Herbal Tea, and it's called Good Medicine. Like, this tea, when I tell you, is the best tea. And, it, and you can get it at NativeAmericanTea.com. This blend in particular, I'm going to read you guys the little story on the back. Native Americans believe that in order to have good health, you must first learn to live your life in complete balance with the natural laws set forth by the creator. Included in these laws are respect for nature, to possess a kind heart, to have moral standards. These are the beliefs of what Native Americans called good medicine. American Indians believe that Mother Earth is provided, provided us with plants and herbs as an essential in maintaining our good health, our good medicine. Tea is a healthful blend of natural herbs, and it is said to lift your spirits and to bring you many good thoughts and feelings. And it does. So I'm, I'm going to drink a little more. Something I wish that I could do. Maybe at some point I could, like, figure it out. I would love to, like, be able to send the same tea I'm going to drink that week to the people who are listening to it live so that we can all drink the same tea at the same time and have that shared experience. I'm going to figure it out one day. And when I do, we're all going to be sipping and you're going to be like, wow, that tea is really good. I'm going to be like, right? And it, even if we're not in the same room, you know, we'll be able to share that good medicine and, you know, just like not have bounds. You know, I want to experiment this year with like taking away those limitations that I've had for so long about like the internet and TikTok and social media and all this shit and just like throw that out. It's no longer serving me. Got to surrender to it. Right. And and utilize it, utilize it, utilize it in the way that I could um, also bring like transmutation into it, like providing a safe space in these areas that can normally be very triggering, you know, that could normally be um, a very overwhelming, you know, and to bring a calm space for us to just come as we are and um, and talk, you know. So, yeah, I feel like that's really all I got to say about this is just, you know, bring it, wrapping it up and bringing it to a, to a conclusion of, of the topic is like knowing better, transitioning from knowing better into doing better um, is up to you. And um, I think that it would be really cool if you gave yourself permission to do that for yourself, you know, um, not influenced by anyone, not with the, uh, with the expectation for anyone or anything, you know, besides good medicine for yourself. And uh, and you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it to give yourself that nourishment. You deserve to give yourself that that space, you know, um, and that acknowledgement and the opportunity, the opportunity to live, to live out what you are. And to share your medicine with the world because we need it. You know, we need it. You are so needed to be you in this world. And I hope that you can see that too. For real. And one more acknowledgement that I really want to just like shine light on. I had a I had a experience the other day where I was just like in a really like highly overstimulated, triggering space. And my sister really checked me in, like, such a way where not only was I able to, like, check myself, 
but I was able to, thank you. I was able to really acknowledge her growth and really be as like proud of her as my whole heart can like pump. You know, it was, it was a beautiful moment. It was a challenging moment because <laughs> I was not in the right and I was going through a whole anger fit about a lot more deeper things than I had thought. Just surface thing brought it out of me and I'm more comfortable navigating anger. So in that case, I didn't apply what I know um, better than, uh, I didn't apply what I know in the best way. I applied something, but it wasn't <laughs> the, the best knowing. And the way my sister compassionately like reached out to me knowing damn well that I was going to kick and scream and yell and bug out. And she still did. And she stayed with me until I was able to bring myself back into like regulation and like, not me about to go on the podcast again, but like, not for real. It means a lot. It really does because not only did I really need that, but she showed up for me. And then the next day when I had something else come up, I was able to show up for myself and for my inner child in a way that I really needed to. So I just want to give like a shout out to my sister for that and like the utmost love to that because that meant the world to me for real. And um, yeah, like, you know, once again, just like acknowledging that we all can't, we can't do it. We can't do this all alone. There's some things we need to do alone, but we can't do everything alone. And being grateful and sharing gratitude for the people that make an impact on your life. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to prescribe that to y'all. I strongly recommend it. You can throw it out. You can keep it with you. You can cash it in and, you know, get that prescription. But I think that you should, and that involves yourself. That involves like showing yourself that acknowledgement and that love for real. So that's what I'm going to leave off on right there. And we're going to get into peace of mind for today January 18th the first thing I had to conquer was fear I realized what a debilitating thing fear is it can render you absolutely helpless by Byron Janice feelings of fear can often escalate into full-blown panic attacks particularly during periods of high stress when you're feeling edgy, nervous, worried, or tense and don't think that things are going to get better. A panic attack isn't an unexpected or an unusual reaction. How do you heed the warning of a panic attack? First, breathe deeply. When you are in a panicky state, your breathing is often quick and shallow. Deep breathing involves to take air slowly into your belly and then gently blowing it out through your mouth. You may wish to feel your pulse as you do this, noticing how it gradually slows as you continue deep breathing. Then when you're more relaxed, ask what I might be stressed about. Think about the work pressures, family obligations, interactions with others, and your upcoming schedule, events over the past few days, and so on. While you may not figure out the reason for your panic attack, you'll get a good idea of the stress that could be contributing to it. And that knowledge can help you work on reducing some of those sources of stress. You can prevent, and then you can prevent future panic attacks. The affirmation for today is, I can treat the feelings of fear 
and panic as my friends. They're only trying to help me, so I'll pay attention to them. Always slaps, for real. Hmm. I'm going to ask y'all, anyone who's live with me, because I'm feeling to do one or the other. We're going to definitely take a few deep breaths. That's one thing. That's, that's, that's a guarantee. Are we feeling we want cards, or are we feeling that we want some sound healing with the bowl? Let me know. I'm going to give it a few seconds, and if nobody answers, I'm going to ask Kenny. <laughs> We're feeling sound healing, or are we feeling oracle reading? Okay. <laughs> All right. We got two for sound healing. So allow me to introduce to y'all the new third eyeball. We'll get into that on another time. All right, so wherever you're at, I invite you to get into a comfortable seat. close your eyes and to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth once again in through your nose and hold it and then out through your mouth One more time, in through your nose, and out through your mouth. Shaking out your arms, kicking your legs a little bit, getting your body loose. Starting from the top of your head, scanning your body down, releasing any tension, anywhere in your head, your jaw, your shoulders, your arms, chest, back, your seat and hips, your thighs, knees, calves, ankles, feet. Imagining yourself grounding down into the floor, through the floor, through the cement, through the foundation, grounding yourself and rooting yourself into the ground, picturing roots growing deeply. I set the intention with playing this bowl to help us to navigate what it is to, what it looks like for us to apply our knowledge into action. And to have compassion for the times that we haven't in the past, but not let that hinder us from doing so in the future. I also wish to send the attention to clear out anything that might be blocking our judgment from our third eye, 
from our pineal gland. May this vibration help peel at least one layer of calcification in a light cellular gentle way. You deserve to view yourself as trustworthy. And continuing to build that trust within yourself. You are worthy to share your information and your knowledge that you've been accumulating from all of the times that you've rotated around the sun. However old you are, however young you are, wherever you're at in your life, your knowledge is valuable and you deserve to share it with people if you so choose. Taking another deep breath in and out. And whenever you feel ready, starting to move your fingers and your toes, kicking your legs, moving your hips, moving your head, and then opening your eyes back up into wherever space you are. Thank y'all for doing this with me. I appreciate you guys more than you know. And I know I said that I was going to do one. And I want to acknowledge that. But I want to acknowledge what was coming to me also while I was playing that bowl. There's someone that needs to hear a message specifically from this one particular deck. Um. So whoever... Whoever doesn't feel like they need to hear a message, y'all can exit stage left right now if you feel it. There's someone who is listening now or who will be listening at some point that needs to hear this. Um, so I'm, I'm going to find it for y'all. I want to I wanna acknowledge what's coming up in a good way. Great spirit, I ask you. 
Please help me to be a vehicle of whatever message, whoever is supposed to, whoever this message is supposed to reach. May it reach them in a good way, in the most graceful way possible. May it be precise and accurate to whatever nourishment they need at the moment, whatever is sticking out like that in a good way. May they be protected. May all the people who need it be protected in a good way like that. despondence so this deck has little stories so i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna, I'm gonna read y'all this story real quick and this is also uh, a third eye card so it's interesting because <laughs> i'm playing third eye bowl so you know how it works guys <laughs> just be doing okay um the short version is this you have all the answers you need within this card might indicate an emotional tie that no longer serves you remember how you relate to the issue is the issue. Obstacles are removed when you change your relationship to them. Despi despondence, the violet iris. By taking action, I found the road out. The legend, Iris is depressed and unable to look after herself or her home. She cries out to the great spirits for help. Mother Earth, Mother Earth appears and suggests Iris shower. Eat a good meal, clean up, and uh, it, it, uh, sorry. Mother Earth appears and suggests Iris to shower, eat a good meal, and clean up her house. She does, but still feels despondent. Suddenly, a hurricane hits, and the Iris springs into action to rescue her neighbor's children. Her neighbor's children. In the urgency, Iris finds the way out of depression by taking action. Inspiration. Iris teaches us that the only route, of route out of stagnation is motion. If we do nothing, we must accept the consequences. Personal inquiry. In which part of my life and am I feeling immobilized? I know what I need to do. Am I willing to trust myself? Key ideas. Feeling helpless, acceptance or of circumstances, change on the horizon, and taking action. Keywords. Revelation, movement, and encouragement. Meditation. Imagine an expansive countryside with nothing to block the view. The wind blows, and without warning, it carries you to a place of sadness. Ask the great spirits to reveal the action you must take. You will either intuitively know what you need to do, or it will soon be revealed to you. Open your eyes. See that all is calm. Be grateful. I'm going to leave that there, and I'm going I'm to I'm head out. So I'll see you guys next week. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, for, for doing this journey in life with me. I appreciate y'all. And um, happy new year and to many more. I'll see you later. <laughs>